What's up, guys? Welcome back. We're here with part two, segment two, with Dr. Funcho from Wyckoff Heights Medical Center in uh, New York. Thank you for joining us again. We're going to start this segment two, and we're going to focus on your post-residency. I know the first part we focused on your journey into podiatry, why podiatry, what got you into it, and your life through residency. But tell us a little bit about what you've been doing since you've graduated from residency and what you're currently doing. And we'll get into your future aspirations shortly as well. Sure. So, unfortunately, the beginning of this year, COVID happened. So that kind of um, uh, ruined everything. My yeah. job search. Yeah. I wanted to stay in the area, but then everyone was like, no, I don't think I'm hiring anymore. And I was like, okay, never mind. I'll wait. Yeah. And so, um, actually, we got hit really hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had the first case in New York at our hospital, and unfortunately, that patient passed away. Um, and so, our entire hospital became a COVID unit, and most of us got deployed. Um, and I guess the silver lining in that was that, like, I didn't realize like how like strong our community was and mm-hmm. how much like our staff cared for each other. We just put everything away, and every single day we were just there for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess like the second silver lining that came out of that was that my my program director he um, pulled me aside one day in the clinic. I think it was in May. He's like, Hey, Sean, do you have any plans for the future? Like, what are you doing after you graduate? I'm like, I don't have any plans for now. Like, who? No one is hiring and whoever who, who is hiring is not like giving me like a good contract mm-hmm. and he's like so how about this you work for my office for a while and i was like all right i can come check it out and then we could figure something out and so i started doing that so i had that going for me and then afterwards i decided to contact a few more of my attendings mm-hmm. and i was like if there's any office hours you guys have that i can cover like i will gladly do it so that's what I'm doing now. Okay. And I'm also getting credentials at the hospital. So eventually I hope to cover some of the clinics there. Okay. So I guess the good thing that came out of COVID is that I'm, I'm staying with that same staff I know that I'm like really close to now. And yeah. I'm staying with that same podiatry family that works there, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and I'm just helping them out in their offices. That's awesome. I'm glad that your uh, residency director was able to reach out to you in a time where, you know, obviously COVID kind of ruined the situation for a lot of people around the entire country, entire world, and especially you guys who were graduating amidst the pandemic, it throws everything off. And you guys being in New York City, which was the major hotspot in the entire world, you know, kind of puts things uh, out for a loop. And, you know, so that's, that's awesome that you're able to stay where you started and learn from the same staff and attendings and work alongside them. And how is that looking right now? Are you, how is your work schedule like? Are you working Monday through Friday or are you gonna start working soon? Or tell us a little bit about that. So on top of starting work, there's also a lot of paperwork to be done. Yeah. So uh, I'm waiting for a few of the papers to like be accepted and be credentialed. But for now I am doing Mondays at one attending's office, Wednesdays at another attending's office, Thursdays at another attending's <laughs> office, yeah. and then eventually Sundays at yet another attending's office. Nice. Um, and then 
clinic at the hospital will be either Tuesdays or Wednesdays. So okay. my schedule is a little quiet right now, but eventually it will get to normal. Yeah. So are you mm -hmm. primarily in clinic right now? Or, or I know you said you're getting credentials to work in the hospital as well, too. So is it primarily clinic or are you also going to be assisting in surgery in some, some way, shape or form? Or are you doing any floor work at all uh, currently or anything like that? So if they need me for floor work or for like any add-ons and emergencies, mm -hmm. I told them I'll be available. Okay. Um, primarily, I'm waiting to get on their clinic. Okay. They have a pediatric clinic that I'm, I've always been interested in, so they're trying to work on that for me, and then also another like a dietary clinic. That's awesome. Yeah, paperwork sucks. I, that always takes a while, no matter where you are. So. Forever, yeah. 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 No, that's that, that's that's cool. That uh, and hopefully that paperwork moves forward quickly and smoothly so that you can start working and uh you know start getting your feet wet uh as an actual podiatric physician on your own without being a resident physician you know i'm sure it's a an upgrade a step up and i'm sure it feels a little bit different finally being done with residency but kind of going back to residency tell us one thing that you've learned or more than one thing whatever it is that you've learned that stuck with you through residency that you plan to use or that you plan to apply as you you know, go forward um, in your own practice or wherever it is that you decide to work and wherever life kind of takes you um, now in post-residency? Uh, the one most important thing, I guess, is um, proper patient treatment. Don't use shortcuts. Yeah. Yeah, because that will hurt your patient and that will also hurt you. Definitely. Always... Always treat your patient properly. For sure, yeah. And I think that, I think a lot of times as a resident especially, or even as a student per se, I can't really speak on a resident's behalf, but since there's so many other responsibilities that are given to you as a student, you kind of forget that the patient is the person that you have to take care of and you get lost in that mix of things. And I think that we always have to keep in mind that the patient is the first priority above all else because you're, you're there on an externship sometimes as a fourth year as a resident, you have to do according to what you're attending or your director, whoever it is telling you, and then you forget that the patient is the patient and you end up, that's the care you're giving and you have to look at it like that. So that's very important, definitely. And kind of going off of that, I know um, there was a picture on your Instagram where you got the uh, an award, right? Tell us a little bit about that. I know you got an award for uh, being the, was it, what was it, the resident of the month or... I got the resident of the month. I think that was, they gave that to me in December of last year, 2019. Okay. And I also got the resident of the year, which is like some cute little thing that like our, per, like our residents do for each other. At the end of the year, they also pick the um, resident of the year and also the attending of the year. Nice. Um, so yeah, the resident of the month is usually chosen by... Um, the, all the directors of all the programs. Okay. Um, and so every month our hospital does a resident of the month and um, the board, the administrative board and the staff board chooses on who the resident of the month should be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. No, and I think that's, that speaks to your work in the hospital, right? When you get awards like that, it's not just a simple thing. And uh, I think that the... Uh, Thing that the foundation that you set probably in your first year and what you've learned and seen from your dad even previously and all the things that you've learned in your whole career kind of led you to get that award and I'm sure that 
that's your goal and your desire once you step out and now when you're seeing patients on your own and when you call them your own patients i'm sure it's a different feeling and you know that like hey i'm making a difference in that patient's life and uh you're building that rep reputation with them and relationship with them too and i think from what i know and what i've heard from a lot of uh podiatrists is that the patient to physician interaction is huge in our in our field of practice and uh just because you're seeing them on a continuous uh, basis and getting to know them and getting to know their families even sometimes as, as a student when i see some doctors they they go way back with their uh, with their patients and i'm like whoa when did you guys even know them you know so definitely and i think and that's really cool so congrats on that award for uh, being able to be the resident of the year resident of the month as well too so tell us a little bit about now what your future aspirations are i know one of your biggest thing is to work in a pediatric clinic and you're trying to set that up in your hospital um, mm -hmm. and, and be able to be part of that program in your hospital. So is that something that you want to be fully immersed in in the future or is there anything else that also interests you within uh, our field? Um, yes, mainly, mainly that. Um, I hope to have like a office specialized for seeds, like the pediatric podiatry. Um, for now, I'm hoping like the clinic will, yeah, help me see those patients. Um, and also our area, even though we see like a lot of adults, we also see like a lot of kids too. Um, and also the attendings I work with are very familiarized with, um, what we treat and he's like the deformities and how to treat them like in the OR and out of the OR. So I'm hoping to get, um, more like said training on that and then eventually hopefully see like all these <laughs> yeah yeah definitely so did you get to do a lot of feed cases in the or seeds cases in the or or was it only like here and there that you got to see that there were a good bunch so okay. we had some trauma cases um i remember when i was on call one day we had someone who like fell off his, fell off his bike and like one of the spokes of the wheel like went oh, wow. through and so we need to we needed to fix that and then we've had a, a good amount of fracture dislocations hmm. and then we've also had congenital deformities um we've mainly seen club foot as babies so mm -hmm. we would treat them with passing and stuff and then eventually we would take them into the or for a tal so i've seen that okay. i've also seen uh polydactyly that we've um treated in the or and also um, a lot of like congenital toe deformities that yeah. we've treated. Um, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And these are all like all the terminology you're using is all the stuff that I've seen in books or in lectures, but it's like, I'm sure it's a different feeling to be able to see them in person and something that you're interested in. So that that's yeah. something that you've got good practice with as well. And, you know, I think being able to see that during your residency lays down that foundation for you when you go out and work on your own. So, Going off of that, tell me what was your favorite case in your entire uh, three year three years of residency that that you remember or you know that you think was like, hey, this sticks out. I won't ever forget that case because that was something that's memorable or unforgettable. My favorite case, surprise, surprise, was a piece case. Yeah, <laughs> um, this child had macrodactyly of the second digit, which is an enlarged second toe so we took this little baby into the or 
and we try to um, debulk it. Mm-hmm. Put some soft tissue and bone out, and then we put a KY through it. And I just remember like all the feelings like the family went through beforehand, and then we also got to follow up with the patient afterhand to see how like the, the, the patient was doing. Um, and it turned out to be a success. Yeah. Was originally a very big second toe, like looked very similar to the rest of her toes, and we we did a good job at it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And I I, I was guessing it was going to be a Pete's case, but I didn't want to I didn't want to get ahead of myself or anything like that. And for those of the listeners that are tuning in that might not know what macrodactyly is, uh, would you be able to tell them what that is, just so they are aware of what that case uh, is about? It's just, in very simple terms, is a bigger toe than the rest of the toes. Yep. It could come from the soft tissue or the bone or both. Yep. So very uh, simple terminology, but an interesting word that we use, macrodactyly. So um, some, um, some medical knowledge for you guys, those of you who are listening. So tell us one thing that you plan to do um, outside of, you know, like, is there anything else that interests you within the field of podiatry that you've learned that you might not have known before you stepped into residency that you're like, hey, this is something that I kind of want to implement in my practice, more so the the, uh, the business aspect of it, you know, and more so like uh, that stuff that you might not have necessarily seen during school, anything that you might have learned outside that you're like, hey, I learned this, this is cool, this is interesting, and I think I want to use this or do this when I go forward. So this might be, this might sound a little boring, but um, in our clinics, our attendings also teach us a lot of billing and coding, which is super important to us after we graduate. And so whatever I learned there in clinic and how to bill out stuff, how to code out stuff, what modifiers to use, like, um, is super important and it's definitely what I will be implementing going forward. For sure. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, I mean, I I think definitely boring but uh something very cool and something that uh i think is very important in the field of podiatry because i know a lot of uh the residents that i've come across in the past couple of months have told me that billing and coding if you know that when you step out as a resident that's a whole like that's a game changer that's completely different than someone who might not necessarily know that and that goes a long way in you being able to understand the other aspects of podiatry and not just the medical aspect of it too you know the coding and billing is just as important, I think, in our field. So that's that's good that you guys, uh, as residents at your program, have learned that. So let's transition a little bit out of all this talk about podiatry and everything like that. Let's get to know you specifically. Outside of podiatry, outside of working hard and those late, long hours during residency, what, what was one fun thing that you did or that you used to do during your three years at residency that you enjoyed in a big city like New York? Uh... During residency, you're saying? During residency. I mean, you were there for school as well, too. So tell us a little bit about stuff that you did outside of outside of school, okay. outside of residency. Well, during school, I didn't have much of a life. I didn't <laughs> want to get through any yeah. extra class or everything. So yeah. I was kind of a nerd back then. But in residency, and especially being in New York, like the all the different amounts of people that you meet, like, and like what they do is like so vast. Yeah. And, things that I did not know of before, um, which is nice because of all the connections you form and all the events going on. 
So I was kind of a social butterfly. Not my first year, but the second year, yes, I was. Um, and then just like going to like Broadway shows or yeah. like hanging out downtown and meeting different people. And I, I hate to turn this into a business aspect, but one of <laughs> yeah. my attendings used to tell me, go out in your hospital scrubs or like yeah. any scrubs that you have. And then that's like free marketing for you. You can tell people that yeah. Yeah, you're a podiatrist and that if they have any foot problems, that they can see you. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I just like hanging out. Um, and then things I did on my own. Um, I love to do yoga. I'm a big yogi. Nice. Um, a lot of dancing. Nice. Of, nice. Like uh, different types of dancing, like yeah. um, traditional Indian. Um, I did that as a kid, and I um, I try to continue to do that today. And also, um, like even learning new forms of dance. I remember going to all these like different dance classes, like salsa, tango, or even like more Indian like workout dance classes, yeah. or, like Zumba or stuff like that. So like trying to keep active in that way, but in a fun way. Definitely, yeah. I think uh, sanity is important, and being able to have balance between your work and also your outside personal life is uh, very key during residency, which is what I've heard, and as a student too, for sure. So, I know New York has a lot of good and amazing restaurants to go to and enjoy from. So, what is one restaurant or one area that you would recommend people who are in the New York area to go to? Okay. I need to stick up for where I live in Brooklyn and <laughs> Williamsburg. Uh, I'm not much of a foodie myself, but my boyfriend is, and he loves going out to places. And we have one right near us nice. called Lilia, which is apparently the number one Italian restaurant Okay. Um, in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. So if okay. you guys, anyone, if you guys ever come here, you definitely need to check out Lilia. Lilia, Italian <laughs> restaurant, right? Italian, yes. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I know. I'm, I was just in Chicago this past weekend. And, uh, you know, being in Chicago, they have a bunch of restaurants, bunch of brunch places and dinner places and everything like that. So I know New York has a ton, too. So I was curious to see what your favorite spot out there was. Mm-hmm. So last question that I want to ask you, tell us a little bit about your co-residents. And, you know, are you close? Are you guys staying in touch? Where are they now? Or have they kind of left and gone back home or are they from the northeast area as well too yeah sure so one of my co-residents his name is mina bishai shout out to mina <laughs> uh, we actually were friends since day one of uh Padashi school oh nice we yeah. actually sat next to each other on the first day of uh school and we've been friends ever since uh we matched in the same program uh we were We've been besties since day one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he was he was there for me. I was there for him. And then my other co-resident, um, since there's only three of us, we've been really close throughout the three years that we've been together. Yeah. Her name is Stephanie Lubin. Shout out to Stephanie. Uh, yeah, she, she was also in school with us. Uh, I wasn't too close with her in school, but during residency, we got super close, like, like family, uh, lover to death. Uh, yeah, she, me, Mina, and Stephanie, we we had no choice but to be there for each other yeah, since they were yeah. going through us. Yeah. such a rigorous, like, uh, program. Definitely. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sure those three years brought you guys even closer together, even though you knew one of your uh, co-residents from school as well. 
but being the fact that like you guys step in when you realize that hey it's only three of us when there were supposed to be possibly seven or eight like you said you yeah. know it uh, it changes everything and you're like uh what do we do now you know we got to lean on each other we got to work with each other and i think uh I've heard that from other residents as well, too, that you over the years, you become really close with your co-residents and they really play a huge part in making your uh, stress and your anxiety levels uh, much calmer than they would be without them. So that's good that you have a good that's good that you have a good relationship with them. And I'm sure that going forward, you guys will all uh, be doing great things and we'll be hearing about you. Well, definitely, I'll definitely be staying in touch with you and hearing about what you do in the Northeast. And if I'm ever there. Uh, and if uh, residency ever brings me out there, I'll definitely uh, be able to reach out and say, hey, I know someone in uh, Brooklyn. So, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah. yeah, well, thank you for coming on and you know sharing your journey with us and sharing a little bit about what you've learned during residency, what you've learned during even school and your entire career thus far. And I wish you nothing but the best going forward. And hopefully once all this COVID stuff kind of slows down, you can kind of find your groove and be doing what you hope to do once you left residency so any last things that you want to say before we wrap up this episode any piece of advice anything that you want to uh, any shout outs you want to give or anything like that you uh, <laughs> it's your floor now and uh, we'll wrap up the episode once you're done so. sure sure all i'm gonna say is at the end of the day just remember why you chose what you're doing and just make sure it's it's Bottom line, it's all about the patient. Patient care, patient care, patient care. Um, don't, yeah, don't use any shortcuts. Don't figure out, okay, I'm going to do this for them so I can bill extra. No, no, no. Yeah. Just do what's best for the patient, and then everything will follow, and you'll be successful that way. Definitely. Yeah, and I think that's something that uh, I think me and all, uh, all the students that are up and coming should keep in mind, and also the residents that are still uh, going through their resident years should remember as well too and i think it's a big uh takeaway from both of these segments that we've had is that patient care and putting the patient first okay. is, the, is the utmost importance uh going through our residency and even thereafter so thank you again for that and we'll definitely keep that in our minds when we keep going forward so thank you listeners yeah thank you yeah for sure it's a pleasure to have you um and i'm looking forward to seeing what you do in the future as well too so um hoping for great things once COVID kind of goes away. <laughs> Thank you. Best of luck to you and everyone listening. Thank you. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in. Hope you guys enjoyed part two and hope you guys took away some learning points and things that you might be looking forward to in the future as well. And if you ever have any questions, any concerns, any thoughts, or anything that you want to have talked about on this podcast or any of these episodes, DM us on Instagram at purpose 20 And you can always reach out to us for any help and, you know, the podiatric community is very small and you can be able to talk to others and see what this field entails. And I, I learned a lot from this, these two episodes. So thank you once again for this opportunity and we'll see you guys soon and we'll have more attendings on here shortly and we'll be able to kind of dissect and see more what of, about what this field is all about. So thank you guys. Enjoy the rest of your day.